Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Back to local programming for the next seven hours. We appreciate you starting that a block here with us. Trent Condon, Ken Miller till one. Murph and Andy, one to three in the drive. Uh, Heather and Sean from three until six. Our show. When it comes to our show today, the BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We will uh, start. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, John Bowenkamp is going to slide in here. We'll talk more about Iowa's loss last night to Maryland with John Bowenkamp, Associated Press. Uh, he'll join us, HawkeyeNation.com, uh, IowaCollegeHoops.com. But John will join us at 1130 uh, to recap last night, maybe preview ahead uh, to the weekend. Um, just before noon, we'll give four of you an opportunity to win some wings from our friends at the Chicken Coop. That's coming up about 1150. You know the rules if you've listened to the program. Uh, Uh, And if you participate in the last 30 days, whether you want or not, you are ineligible for that 30-day waiting period. Hour number two, we will start talking Big 12 uh, with our friend Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports. Uh, he comes up at uh, 12.05. And then the head coach, the winningest coach in the history of the Missouri Valley Conference, Ben Jacobson, scheduled to join us at 12.30. Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors that uh, interview coming up here at 12.30 uh, with Ben Jacobson. You and I and Drake, Saturday, Evening, 5 o'clock at the NAP. Are tickets still available, do you know? I don't know, but I would anticipate. And if there are, I would... You know, get them now because I guess as the obviously as we get closer to it, especially now after Drake falls in double overtime. Mm-hmm. Trent, I didn't go back to it after the first twenty minutes. Oh, really? I thought I, it was over. I thought it was over. They were yeah, cruising, yeah, cruising. Were. Uh, not the case. Apparently, most state made a defensive adjustment that uh, they put Clay on Tucker DeVries, and Tucker DeVries didn't score in the final twenty minutes, and then the ten minutes of overtime. How about that? <laughs> Unthinkable, right? 18 minutes in the first half, and that was it for the uh, for the reigning Larry Bird uh, Trophy winners, the most valuable player last year in the Valley. So lots of basketball to recap. A bad night uh, tonight if you're a college basketball fan. Not a lot of big uh, big schools in action, but we'll get Trent's plays of the day coming up before we get out of here at 1. So I guess we should go in order that, they, um, that the games unfolded last night. Get Iowa, do them now, get to, to Iowa State coming up here. Boy, what a game that was, but more on that in a second. The Iowa game, Trent, I'm anxious to, to hear your take. I did not know that Julian Reese, who I thought had a pretty good game last night. Yeah, he was good defensively. He, he really was good defensively. He disrupted some things, blocked some shots, some big blocks. I think he got Freeman late in the game uh, when it looked like Freeman, or maybe it was Cricky that was underneath the basket and was about to just lay it in, and here comes Julian Reese. I did not know that was Angel's brother. I had no idea. Um, but um, both growing up in Baltimore, etc. You put two and two together now, I understand it, but I didn't. <laughs> Anyways, your thoughts on the game last night? Obviously, it's a good thing Maryland has Jameer Young on their team yeah. because without him, boy, he's a, he's a hell of a player. He's awesome. He yeah. is really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. Outside of that, it's pretty ho-hum. Yep. This overall is a pretty ho-hum team, and they had struggles outside of the Illinois game on the road. Mm-hmm. Are they, they seem like they're better on the road. Almost. almost. Yeah. If Iowa puts up, holds a team to 69, they should beat yeah. everybody on their schedule. With their, the, yes, I agree There's with you. There's not an exception. Purdue, I don't care who's coming in. If Iowa holds a team in Carver to 69 points with their style of play, they should beat yep. everybody. Yep. 
and they didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, with that being said, they hold them to 69. That late game, those last five minutes are textbook. How to not play defense in mm-hmm. college basketball. Mm-hmm. The final possession is obviously getting a ton of the run. Sure. Because I know what I felt bad for Peyton Sanford. I thought the Big Ten Network did him dirty at the end. Well, they showed the play from like four different. Enough's enough. He was flat footed on every he single was, one of those angles. Was. Not hedging hard on that to get the ball out. And Stephen Bardo, who was a great defensive mm-hmm. player mm-hmm. and actually understands defense, yeah. that's exactly what you do. There's one guy killing you. What do you do? Get the ball out of his hands. Yeah. What does I would do? Nothing correct. And lets him go to his strong hand to his left. So that starts with Dix up front. It did. Dix is the defender on him. He has him off to Sanford, yep. He's also one of the worst defensive players by metrics Mm -hmm. on this team. Okay. So you have him on it. Instead of DeSante Bowen, all right, Dix allows him to go left. Screen comes. Sanford doesn't hedge. Nope. Gets caught flat-footed. Yep. And then is not fast enough to react. Couldn't react, yep. Ben Cricky has the rim. Nothing. Tony Perkins has the corner. Nothing. Nisante Bourne, he was floating. He was out of the play. Four guys made the worst possible decision defensively that you can. Four different guys. It's coaching. And some inabilities physically yeah, from right, those guys. Yep. Cricky's a bad defender. Mm-hmm. Sanford's a bad defender. Mm-hmm. Dix, metrically, is a bad defender. And Perkins is the best of the bunch. We're not talking about an elite level here. Right. These are bad defenders on the floor because... It's a bad defensive team, year after year after year. Fran McCaffrey had an opportunity. A couple years back, there was turnover in the staff. Was it uh, Coach Andrew Francis? Was that his name? When he left, he had ability to go out there and do something else. You've when, been crying for defense. Not crying. Yeah. You've been asking for a defensive coordinator type of guy. Well, because Somebody, offensively, they are elite. You know? Even this year, they're down. They're still a top 15 offense. Mm-hmm. And points per game, they're even higher than that. Till last night. And yet... It is the same song and dance, time in and time out. Instead of doing that, he hired another buddy, somebody else with connections, somebody that he knew, somebody safe, maybe somebody that wasn't going to challenge his ideals of the way you play basketball, and it's the same thing. I bring up this all the time. If you've heard it before, I'm sorry for repeating myself, but it bears mentioning. Michigan basketball under John Beeline is exactly like Iowa basketball is right now. Good enough to get to the tournament most years, win a game, but that's it. That was the ceiling. What did John Beeline do? He didn't hire a buddy. Nope. He went out and found a young defensive coordinator, a young defensive mind, completely changed it. Two years later, they're playing in the national championship game. Two years later. Uh-huh. That's what you do. When you have an ability to better your program, you do that. Fran didn't. He hired a friend. He hired somebody with a connection. And this defense hasn't changed. And though it's better than it was a year ago, it's still bad. It's 120th in the country. I mean, we're talking about a bad defense. And that's what you're left with. It was a frustrating night against a bad. You have two bad losses now. You lose to Michigan, a reeling program that's not good. You give up 90. You have this Maryland team comes in, not very good. You lose there. For all intents and purposes, the season is over. Unless Iowa can find a way to win five straight. I truly believe that because that end of season schedule is daunting. Mm-hmm. Now, Now's the time to make you have to win. I agree with you. And not just, eh, can they go three and two? No, you have to win five in a row. At the end. These next five games. It, oh, starts, these, yeah. right. it starts with Michigan. Right. Because then Indiana. Yes. You look at the outside of the Penn State game, those last six games are incredibly difficult. You have to win five in a row. Let's even for us look. to even consider 
talking about this team again as a tournament team. Oh, uh, boy, 4-4 four four would look a whole lot better, right? Opposed to they should three. be 5-3. I mean, they should be. Good. I agree. Michigan. Uh, they get an opportunity to right that wrong. Then they, they go to Indiana. Bloomington is... Indiana sucks. Indiana's They're bad. bad. I agree. Both these teams are bad. Uh, Ohio Home to Ohio State. That They should win. Mm-hmm. At Penn State, okay, you're on the road. Uh, you got to win it. You host Minnesota, you have to win it. You go to Maryland, right the wrong. Yeah. Right. And then... As you mentioned, the last six, here comes Wisconsin. Might be the second-best team in the conference. I think they are. At Spartyville. Um, at Illinois. Home to Penn State. Should Third be a win. One. At Northwestern. Maybe Boo Booey can't play. <laughs> uh, because if he can, if he does, look out. And then you finish uh, hosting Illinois. You host. You play Illinois in two of the final four games of the year. Yep. With Terrence Shannon. Yeah, he'll be there. He will be there. He will be there. Uh, this is this is critical stretch coming up, and this mm-hmm. is one that look. And here's the other thing about the game last night. Um, I know Sanford's getting killed for the defensive end of the floor, and he felt terrible after the game. Trent, I might have a bigger problem with the behind the back play earlier in the basketball game. The two on none essentially when he decides to go behind the back and you know trick it up instead of just laying the ball in because right. he's by himself. Yeah. Uh, he goes behind the back to try to get it to Tony Perkins. The ball got picked off, and instead of two points that would have been up on the board, how much did they lose by? He's trying to be a leader. In just lay the ball in. No, not that play. I'm just speaking in general. You saw how he got into Freeman. I did. Yes, I did. And went after him. He's trying mm-hmm. to be that leader. You know this, though. Anybody that's you can't, played, right, you can't, you can't force it. And, yeah. and it feels like. He's but who, forcing it. But who could be on that roster? You know, Perkins is a mild manner guy. He right. he's a lead by example kind of guy. You you hear him and the way that he's kind of wired. He's not that guy. Cricky hasn't been there long. No, enough. Freeman's a freshman. Right. Dix is. I like his game. See, he's got to be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's too good to be six shots a game. He needs to be ten shots a game. He's too good offensively for that. You don't have a leader. No. I mean, your your seniors. Patrick McCaffrey, no. no, no. Tony Perkins, no. no. Cricky, you said, just show it up. Yep. He doesn't seem to have that kind of that kind of fire. To, mm-hmm. They don't have it, and I get Sanford's trying, but they're just certain guys that you hear it and it, okay. You know, one question for you about the game last night, and, and I'm 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 not saying that this was the wrong call, but boy, the th- the sec the next to last three Jameer Young hit absolutely. What doesn't that deserve at least a look see? Well, and. Kugler and Bardo on thought the broad- it was thought it was enough, yeah. and they're like, "Oh yeah, I see some gap." I I didn't. I didn't see gap there. No. Certainly not that quickly. They looked at it for six seconds mm-hmm. and moved on. But they didn't even as much time look- as officials like to yes. get in front of TV television screens. Yes, like old Ted Valentine got to right. see his ass in the camera before they shoot to that was the play. A, that was a head scratcher to me. I'm right there with you. I mean, there's a couple in the Iowa State game we'll get to in a second <laughs> yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a kid bloody lip for God's <laughs> sakes. I'm glad they didn't go to the to the monitor because Lipsy would have would have been flanker one. Um, but yeah, I just thought that uh, I was really surprised. So I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Yeah, no. Because I yeah. thought it must have been. Mm-hmm. Because, hey, nobody's, uh, you know, they're not going to the screen for a second. But, man, I'm not so sure that was a three. And you nailed it perfectly. They look at everything. Mm-hmm. Waste so much time. Yes. Not this one. No, not this one. Now, it was okay because timing. Talk about perfect timing. Game gets over. Snap of the it finger. wonderful, wasn't Tip it? it. <laughs> Let's go with Iowa State. Yes, yes. It was great. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? In doing so, in doing it that way, though, it really exacerbated oh, the Carver to Hilton, mm-hmm. did it not? Yeah. Oh, my God. What a difference. One of these things not like the other. One of these things just isn't the same. It was... Um, it was a six o'clock tip. I get it's a weeknight, but you're not asking them to get there at eight o'clock no. at night. It was a, again six. You can get back what to was, Des Moines by 
Yeah, 10.30. Sure. What was the um, announced last night? Did they hit 10? I, they couldn't have. No. That couldn't have been 10,000 people in the building last night. Uh, 85.32. 85.32. 85.32. Maybe about two-thirds of that. Mm. Actual mm. attendance, mm. butts mm. in the seats. Mm. If they sold 80, what, 83, whatever it 85, was. 85, 85. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's got to be at least 2,000 no-shows. Um, let's get to Hilton. Um, if the place was absolutely bananas, especially in the second half, especially in the second half. Look, Iowa State, I thought was going to you know, come out and put them to sleep, essentially. I thought they'd take a stranglehold of that basketball game. They were all over K-State. What, they're up a dozen, I want to say, at halftime? Uh, now, again, Carter, their leading scorer, was, uh, picked up his second foul. With 30 seconds into the game, he was on the bench with two fouls, which is, you know, you don't see that very often, but that was the predicament that they were in. Um, but boy, oh boy, Iowa State, uh, give K-State credit in the second half. They came out. Trent, I'm not so sure that K-State wasn't the better team in the second half for the majority, anyways, of the 20 minutes. And big plays late. Uh, stepping up and getting in there. How about Kurt Jones getting into the paint? Yeah, good to see. He that played was, really well again last night. You know, there's been times throughout this year, we know he's a shooter. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of how he was dubbed coming in. And yep. you see those guys that fall in love with it a little too much. There's more to his game than just a spot-up shooter, yeah. a guy that can even beat you off the bounce, but eventually hitting threes. He can get to the rim, not even to the rim, get into the pull-up game a little bit more. And saw that a couple of times from him. Need more of that. Robert, I think- Robert Jones has worked on that little floater, hasn't he? <laughs> yes. Boy, so that's, a, that's, a, that's a weapon for him. That's it a is. weapon for him. He, Lipsy wasn't great shooting wise no. last night, but he was on the floor. And that's, I mean, you know, he's got a little bit of rust to knock off Gilbert. My dude Gilbert was terrific. Yes. My dude Gilbert was phenomenal last night. Bonchilovich doing what he does. The state of Iowa, at least the big two schools, they, both, both of them have pretty damn good freshmen on the roster, mm-hmm. right? Freeman and Monchilovich. Uh, wish Omaha Baloo could have hit his free throws. Right. You know, yeah. he gets that opportunity, doesn't play a lot. The the hook and hold, which, okay, I guess by the letter, it wasn't an egregious hook and hold by any means. Um, but then Tang snaps late in the basketball game, and I think he had a right to. Yeah. <laughs> really to. I mean, Monchilovich slips. I mean, yeah, that he, call. I mean, come on. Yeah. that At that point in the game? And that was a culmination of some 50-50 calls that yeah. seemed to be tilting Iowa State. It was. And again, when Lipsy elbows the kid mm-hmm. right in the chops, and there's ble- and he's bleeding from the lip, and again, not going to go to the monitor. Mm-hmm. They always go they to the always. monitor. And certainly in a play where there's blood. Right. I mean, that's... That's every time. Now, is, is that on K-State for not saying, you know, yeah, come I, here? Right. I don't know. Take if, a look at this? Right, yeah. Because Tank can ask them to go to the monitor. Right. Or, and did the officials say, no, we, we saw it. It wasn't that. I, I don't know. The I don't know what they saw. Being, it looks pretty clear on the uh, watching the replay. That, yeah, he elbowed him right in the yap. But yeah, when Mom Chilovich goes down and just. That was bad. <laughs> and there's that one angle. I basically like almost directly yes. even with it. it was, that's, just, that's the worst of the bunch. Yeah, I did like. Oh, didn't touch him. You, you didn't touch him. You, you didn't touch him. Quick aside, what do you think of the lavender uh, uniforms? They worn them a couple of times last. You know, couple of years. I saw a lot of love for them on Twitter. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. It's different. I'm not a big fan. It's there's nobody else in the country that's doing that. No, I know. You know who they are, that's right? When they true. show up, you do. You do. I guess a little bit of identity there. Yeah. They're. Fine. I'm sure if you're a K-State fan, you love them because it guess, is different yeah. and it's yours. But uh-huh. 
Same kind of thing. It's just where it's them so when they play TCU. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> give some kind camouflage of... the floor. Yeah, you, know, right. you won't be able to see them. Blend in. Absolutely, Jeff, our buddy Jeff, the, the, the Miller and Condon caller. We had a bunch more yesterday. Well, we did. But yeah. We you can we can count on Jeff a couple of times a week, and he was right behind the K State bench or the Iowa. Well, let's State find bench. out the details. Where were you sitting, Jeff? So I was in uh, section one eleven, row six. So right behind. K-State's bench. Um, I don't know what it said on Twitter. So late, or maybe middle of the second half, something was thrown at the K-State's bench. That's what uh, that's what uh, ignited it. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Tang went. So Tang went absolutely crazy. Stopped the game. Yeah. Walked over, you know, to the center. Then he walked over to TJ. He walked all the way over. Got it. But yes, it did. It walked right over to his finger. Yep. Okay, he was pointing his finger. TJ went absolutely bananas, yep. and then Tang went back away. Now, I don't know if they caught this after the fact, but every K-State coach was up on the court screaming, you know, and they gave them warning after warning after warning. So I don't want to hear anything. I, and I listened to what Tang said after the game. Um, didn't, didn't want to talk about it. Both, both coaches did it, but mm-hmm. they gave Tang a ton of rope. The refs was losing control of this game on both sides. Um, they couldn't really, you know, get it kind of under control. Uh, a lot of phantom calls, um, but I just wanted to throw that in. So let me go, let, um, before we uh, before we move on. Before we move on, I want to uh, kind yeah. of uh, expand on this a little bit. So did this come? Would this come from behind where you were sitting? What 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 was the object that was thrown? Do you know? I I don't know. It was on the side, and they were trying to get you know the the security team to kind of get it under control, and then they had to get the Ames police down there. Um, but I, what I, you know, just from my point of view, nothing was done mm-hmm. during the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when and I stayed with handshakes, and then they both met center court, and they talked for about 30, 45 seconds. And it seemed like after that, you know, then they went on their ways and they talked about it, you know, post-game. So, Gotcha. All right. Anyways, go ahead on the game. Well, it, you know, it's very simple. Uh, I've been preaching about, you know, Monchilovich shooting this, you know, one-footed jump shot, you know, a hanger. He did it three or four times. It's huge to get him on the short the short mm-hmm. block or the high post and let him go to work. But here's the X factor. If, Kurt, if Curtis Jones averages 38 points in the last two games, if he's their X factor and he's, you know, doing anything to the resemblance of what he's doing, this team's the second weekend March Madness team. Mm-hmm. It's without a doubt. Because they're big, I believe, haven't looked at the box or don't have it in front of me, King gave them zero points, I believe. He was in he, he had one long. bucket. Maybe he got he had two points. Yeah. He had one bucket, yeah. two points. And their other bigs are stepping up. Um, the the ovation that Lipsy got was massive. And you talk about a you know flip side of Carver. You talk about an 8 p.m. sleepy Wednesday night game. That place was electric. Mm-hmm. These fans wanted it so bad for a K-State Wednesday night 8 p.m. tip. So you know they're ready, and you know TJ smacked its court defensively. And I, I used to be on this fence. Oh, I love Fred and the offense. When they go out there and they want to guard and they want to trap, you know, 40 feet from, you know, from the hoop, that's the – I mean, it just – it gives you goosebumps. And that's what they're doing on a nightly basis in the Big 12. This team, I'm, I'm seeing it right now, is a sweet 16 caliber team. You never know what can happen after that. You guys have a good day. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Miller and Condon, 106.3. Uh, KX and O. Yeah, look, if Curtis Jones does what he's doing, did you see what Seth Greenberg said, by the way, this morning? No. Uh, you you find it on Twitter. Uh, he's got, um, 
I think he's in his house or wherever he is. It's a Zoom thing or what do you call it, a, a vlog. Or, anyways, he's talking about this isn't the talent, most talented team in America. They're the toughest team in America. You know what? See if you can find it. It's two. It's a couple of really good minutes of contact. Okay. On uh, uh, from uh, Twitter, and it, it's, I'm sure it was this morning. Uh, it's it's good content. Uh, listening to. I mean, this is one of the voices of the game, right? On your television on a nightly basis, and uh, just praising Iowa State's toughness. And they are a very tough team. That's TJ. That's their coach. You got to do that if you're going to see the floor. And then when the you know the sprinkling the offense the Jones and look I was as I was ready to write them off like a lot yep. of people were right there's a mistake you missed on this one swinging a miss on this kid this kid's brought in to shoot he can't hit the broadside of a barn blah 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 he's been really good uh, here's Seth Greenberg watching Iowa State last night they play as hard as any team in America not the most talented team but the most competitive team, the toughest team, the grimiest, the grittiest team I've seen all season long. Uh, they make plays very few guys make. Uh, you talk about second effort. You're talking about multiple efforts. You're talking about first to the floor. You're talking about relentless pursuit of the basketball. You're talking about pressure on the ball. You're talking about being alert off the ball. Uh, the physicality, the toughness, the greediness, the griminess of this Iowa State team it's just fun to watch. Seeing a team that connected and that competitive in that environment, a little hilt magic, it's just fun to watch. That's a product of their head coach, mm-hmm. DJ Otzelberger, and how they buy in to what he's selling and the nation's starting to catch on to just how tough this team is. Look, would you fall off your chair if they're a second weekend team? No, not at all. I wouldn't either. No, we've seen I it plenty either. of times. Yep. This team is better on the offensive end of the floor. They can beat mm-hmm. you. And every single time. And they covered last night. They did. I thought they were going to be beat outright until the final couple of minutes. Of that, that was game. good. I needed it last night. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah you did. I climbed us back to three and four on the night. We needed that one. <sighs> but they got guys that can beat you a bunch of different ways. I still think Gilbert's going to eventually shoot the ball better from the outside. He's shooting 24% for three. Yeah, right now. he's better than that. I mean, yeah. even if he can get that up to 30, that means mm-hmm. probably shooting 35%. But that is double way. double. He rebounded he the hell did. out of the ball last night. I let the. He just. The tights look. Mm-hmm. He just. Yeah. He, he's a dude, right? Yep. He's an absolute dude. They have backcourt, they have depth, mm-hmm. they have shooting now, and it's not just Momchilovich. Lipsy. His ability to lead, to defend, to do all those things. And then Hassan Ward. I know we've talked about this one too, but boy, this guy a year ago looked so lost, so out of place. Did you see this athleticism a year ago? No. That that one missed alley-oop or, no. or rebound. He couldn't jump like that a year ago. I didn't think so either. I mean, Cyclone fans, when he announced he was coming, I'm painting with a pretty broad brush here, mm-hmm. but I know a number of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too bad he's coming back for his last year. Are we really going to use a scholarship yeah. on this guy? Right. That was, I would say, a prevailing thought. Not mm-hmm. everybody. No, but it was as well put, yes. a prevailing thought. And then you fast forward until, you know, November of this year, October into November, yeah. and TJ's warning us. You know, be prepared for Sean Ward. This is not the guy you think that you saw last year. And it's a whole lot of eye rolls from 11 yeah, to 1. Yes. Wank, wank. Uh-huh, Heard sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing this a long I'm time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've gone through this mm-hmm. song and dance. Well, this just in. Yeah. T.J. Otzenberger knows more than us. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's another official. one. Boy, Indeed. that was. This guy is really good. So yep. is he going to get back in the starting lineup? 
Ward, well, I don't think you take Jones out. I think it's working. It's working, right. Right? But there's still going to be a rough stretch. I think we have to remind ourselves. Do you take King out and you put Ward in? King's not playing well. Uh-uh. He's the guy that is struggling at this point. That oh, would be did, interesting. What, wasn't his neck? Didn't he play well at TCU? He played well in one. And let me look real quick. But well, overall, like, what, yeah. the last five games? No, maybe? Trent, you're right. It's been the last three. Last, last three? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma State, he played well. That was, uh, that was what, two, uh, two weeks ago? Yeah, had a couple blocks. Mm-hmm. Hasn't had a block since that game. Rebounding wise, what are we? Five, five, and two? Need a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But we know he's a talented offensive yep. guy. But again, there's other things that go along with being a Cyclone and playing for this program. And maybe that would be the direction. That'd be interesting. Ward and Jones together. Would that work I don't for know. long I'd, stretches? I'd, I'd, I'd like to see it, but maybe we sh- maybe that would have been something we should have seen in November or December. Right. 14,267 in Hilton last night. What a, what, a, what an environment. It was incredible. And, and again, Did you we see the tents there. are already up yes. right after the game? They left the game and pitched a tent. Yep. In anticipation of get 12.30 CBS, Kansas, Iowa State on Saturday. All right, Trent, since we're talking in the basketball. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Frame of mind, how about another thought? At Grimaldi's. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We'll give four of you an opportunity to win some uh, grub from our friends at the Chicken Coop. Three locations in Central Iowa. We'll tell you about those. We'll tell you when you can call to get in line if you haven't played in the last uh, 30 days. John Bowenkamp joins the program. He was at Carver last night. Amongst the 8,500 fans that bellied their way through the turnstiles. There's no way there was 8,500 there either. Hi, uh, John. Trenton, Ken. How many people would you ad- uh, estimate were in the building, John? Probably, God, I don't know, six, six or seven thousand. I, I, I'm terrible at, at estimating. I always am, but it's probably somewhere in that. By the way, this this chicken coop place sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. So, Next time you're uh, in town, John, it's yeah, we, on me. We got you. Yes, got you covered. Okay. All right. All right, sounds good. Uh, so I, I'm obviously the, the the end of the game. Uh, we'll say, we'll save that for a second. My, my question sure. is to you is because TV didn't show it um, when when uh, Peyton Sanford had the breakaway you know layup, if you will, uh, and right. decided to go behind his back to try and hit. I think it was Perkins, and the ball yeah. was with, and the ball was stolen. Did McCaffrey get a little hot under the collar at that point, John? Did you happen to notice, Fran? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, his point was, and, and it, was my, it was the point I was making sitting up there, if you've got the layup, take the layup. Right. I know, I know there's, there's nothing wrong with being unselfish. I, I have no problem with that. 
But there comes a time when you have to be selfish. And, you know, in Peyton's case, he had the basket. And, you know, instead he passed up Perkins. Meanwhile, that allowed, well, I can't remember which Maryland guy was, was able to get into position to block the shot. Mm-hmm. Probably so, Reese. He had five of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so you, you, you just got to go to the basket on that one. And, and, you know, Peyton said after the game, I mean, there, there were a couple of things that, that, that he mentioned that, that he knew he could have done better last night. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate that accountability from mm-hmm. those guys that they knew they let one get away. They knew what the breakdowns were that, that, that allowed this to happen. And for them to go in last night and admit it and say, this is on us, um, I, I, that speaks a lot to the character of these guys and, and the fact that they realized this is what they didn't do to win that game last night because it was clearly a winnable game. Definitely was. Let this one get away. Let the one at home against Michigan get away. And now the hole gets deeper and deeper here. Yeah. This stretch over the next three weeks, you got to win a bunch of them. Maybe win... Five out of six, six out of seven, something in that range Probably. to even yep. put yourself in position here. What gives you hope that they can do that, that they can get this fixed, they can get this turned around and get back to that level, doing it not just at Carver but also on the road? Um, I mean, I, I I like their attitude, and I like, I like the chemistry of this team. That counts for a lot this time of year, in my mind, and, I, and that's something I've picked up a lot of times. I, this team is good enough to win the game. They were good enough to win that game last night, talent-wise. Mm-hmm. They were good enough to – they certainly were good enough to beat Michigan back in December. Those kind of games, you, you just have to make the plays down the stretch to win those games. They didn't do that in either case. I, I have the confidence in them that I think they can do that because I, I think these are really good educations. But, but, but the bad part about the education is it has, like you said, it's put you in a bad hole. You know, you're 11 and 8 now. Um, you win those two games, you're 13 and six, and that resume looks a lot better, you know. So, um, the, yeah, I think they can do it, but but it, it now it, it is now you've now eliminated your margin for error. You have to go win these games. You cannot continue to have these missteps against teams that did, clearly you should be able to beat. John, uh, watching the game on TV, Trent and I both had the same take on on this. The the next to last three that Jameer Young made. Um, we, we could both make the case that his that his left toe was was on the line. That uh, at the very least, somebody should have gone to the monitor and, and checked out. It, w- it was that close. I mean, it really was close. Uh, in the building, the, yet it's um, seemingly there was. I mean, no sense to even take a look at that. Do you know the no, play I'm referring to? Yeah, I, and 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 honestly, I didn't think it until the, I started seeing on on. X or Twitter, yep, or whatever yep. we want to call it, that people start saying, you know, how, how do you how do you not review that? And in my mind, somewhere along the line, an official I say was, you know, that was pretty close. We need to take a look at it, but nobody did, you know. And so, like I said, from my vantage point where we are, I didn't think it was that big a deal. You know, obviously the people watching on TV saw something different, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean that. That makes a difference, you know. So, um, you know, again, I, I I wasn't real enamored with that officiating crew last night because hmm. um, I they called a weird game. It was it was inconsistent. It was, you know, I mean, we can talk about what is going on with Owen Freeman yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, and 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 I have a concern there that now all of a sudden he's getting this reputation, and yeah, some of it he does kind of bring on himself. 
I, if you go back to, I think it was his fourth foul when he got the one where he just slapped at the guy. And Peyton and Sanford, Peyton Sanford went, yeah, yep. Yeah, and he was like, don't do that. Yeah. Right. So there is some of that stuff at the same time. You know, I, I don't think officials know how to, to, to whistle him yet. And so, um, yeah, I was not enamored with that crew at all. It was, there was, it was a very weird, weirdly called game all the way around. So it's Michigan. It's Indiana, and you see the f- names on the front of the jersey. And you're like, "Oh, it's <laughs> tough." Yeah. These are Here's not the meat of the schedule. Yeah, but it is not. These are two teams not playing good basketball. Turmoil. Maybe even two right. coaches that are going through their final go around. Think so, Trent, uh, on the hardwood in the Big Ten. So, what's it going to take? What's it going to take for this team to go out there, play well on the road? They did it against Minnesota, who's okay, at least better mm-hmm. under Ben Johnson up there. What's it going to take in your mind? Who needs to step up and get this ship righted? Guy, I mean, I, obviously Tony Perkins is number one on my list, but he's been doing that. He's, yes. he's look at look at the way he shot free throws last night down the stretch, and mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, he's a guy that I think really has to run that offense in the last few minutes. Um, you know, Peyton's got to make make shots. some Peyton shots. Yes, Peyton said last night he goes he goes all four of my looks were good looks I didn't make. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the accountability thing I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. That'll come around. He, you know, the shooters shoot, and and you know the, the law of averages come around at some point. So, but he has to make shots. Owen Freeman's got to stay out of foul trouble, yep. stay in the game because you really need that inside presence. And 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 I think some of the other guys just need to keep their improvement. Josh Dix, I think, is playing really well. Didn't play well last night. First half, hit some big shots in the second half. He needs to have more. But if he's going to be on the court more. He's got to be more consistent from from beginning to end. You know, guys like that, those those type of plays, those are some of the things I think really need to happen for this team. Because talent wise, I think it's there, but it's just a matter of can they be good enough now to win these games, especially on the road? Because you're going to have to go steal some road wins because you lost a couple of home games. Uh, I heard uh, Fran after the game. Uh, he was asked about Patrick. Uh, do Do you think that um, his role going forward will be you know off the bench? One of the maybe the first or second, depending on obviously circumstances. But is is McCaffrey going to work his way back into the starting lineup, John, or is he coming off the bench now? Do you think for for the rest? I think of the he's season? coming off the bench for a while because I think this is a bad ankle injury. I think you know he was on a minute minutes limit. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, maybe not a maybe not a spoken one, but kind of an unspoken one. Fran talked about. He said it, it, his ankle is quote unquote all kinds of. Yes, we said yeah. yeah. Um, so. Um, which that, that guy, that, the image there is, is kind of, you know, <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know, you, you have to get him healthy enough to where he can give you 20 minutes. You got to get Logic Dembele healthy. Yeah. Too. And, and I mean, those, those are two big pieces off the bench. If you can get them to where they're healthy enough to give you 10 to 15 minutes a game, that really kind of takes the pressure off some of those other front court guys and, and, and doesn't, when, and so if one of them gets in foul trouble, you're really not hurting at that point. Brock Harding. Has some good things. Has mm-hmm. deficiencies with yep. size. Yep. Sure. That shot stinks, though. Um, it doesn't look repeatable. Well, who was the old shot doctor? The guy that just retired a couple years back. That was the assistant coach. He was on Lutz's team. Spira, yeah, yeah Spira. Need to get him back in the gym and help out or something. Because if yeah. you can fix that shot, I think there's something there. But without it, teams are just going to sag off him. And then right. he got the other end of the floor. It has to be fixed if he's going to be a big 10-point guard. Exactly, and, and and I mean again, this is part of that learning curve of being a freshman in this league, and and I do think that there there is going to have to be someone, whether it's whether it's, whether you, 
Kirk comes back and helps, you know, get provide some help. Whether you know Matt Gatons works with him, mm-hmm. I mean, clearly one of the best shooters, yes. you know, I you know Fran ever had. And you know, so I mean, somebody's got to work with him on that because there's a lot of other pieces to his game I really like. And again, some of the things that happened last night, he got caught on that screen on the last young three that you could just see that coming. You know, and, and I mean, it was, I, you, you, you know, you, you wanted to yell, it was coming. You just knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. So he's got to see that. And, and again, those are things that I think you're going to learn over time. And some of the things we forget about him and, and Owen Freeman is these guys are still fresh yep. and they're still learning. And mm-hmm. so I think you're seeing the effects of that learning, you know, come into play. And you knew that was going to happen when Big Ten play started. Yep, you certainly did. No doubt about it. Uh, John, uh, the Iowa women, uh, when did, when did the, we see them on Saturday, right? Saturday and then the, against Nebraska. And then the following Saturday, you guys ready for this? National television, Saturday night, Fox at Maryland. I, oh, boy. Yeah. yeah so, you know, I like that they're getting these national I do, too. I yeah. think this is, this is a big deal. It's great I, for I, the sport. I, yep. Yeah, it's great for the sport and it's great for the program. And and I think you know, whatever decision Caitlin makes at the end of the year, this program is, is really in a good place moving forward, whether she stays or goes. Mm. And I think these these games have kind of highlighted that and what Lisa Bluter has done more than the attention I think they got when they were on ESPN. Yeah, absolutely. John Bowenkamp, uh, great to talk to you, John. I don't want to talk about your Dodgers. I'm pissed off at baseball. <laughs> Super team. <laughs> they Super are. Team. They're the yeah, Yankees, anyway. and everybody hated yeah. those Yankees. I told you I was going to work the word super team in. So we're less than 30 days from super team spring training. Make your mission accomplished. John, thanks as yeah. always, John Bowenkamp. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. Yep. See you. Good to talk to you. John Bowenkamp, our buddy from uh, from the AP, Hawkeye Nation, and IowaCollegeHoops.com. By the way, pretty good women's game tonight. Uh, somebody just alerted me. Yes. <laughs> right. South Carolina, LSU. I'm uh, excited about that you one. You really are? Yeah. Six o'clock? I, I'm kind of looking at the slate right now. Is There's there... nothing, Trent. It's a bad night of college hoops. You, you know, one of the more, I mean, compelling games is definitely low major kind of stuff here in the American East. I'm Vermont, UMass Lowell. All right. I mean, those are two teams that will be like a 14 seed. They're like, eh, should I take them? Yeah. That's what you're looking at here. It's an ugly slate overall. Yeah. Uh, women's basketball is going to rule the night. And we'll see what kind of pop they're going to get because... Kind of what else is going collegiately? Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of depth on the schedule here tonight. Your only uh, team in the top 25 even playing? It's a Pac-12, right? It's Arizona. Yeah. They're at Oregon State. Yeah. 10 o'clock tip, no, Central no. Time, on Pac-12 Network. Is it it's on the Pac-12 Network? Uh, yeah, but uh, but but Iowa back on uh, national TV a week from mm-hmm. Saturday night. Big Fox. So is that Gus again, do you think? I would anticipate, yeah, that's probably what it's going to be. Get him out there. Maryland. Brenda Freeze likes to beat the Hawkeyes, mm-hmm. likes to take it to her home state team. Yep. Yep. The Big Ten this year in women's basketball is not as strong as we've seen in the past. It, it's definitely, I would think, down compared. After Iowa, Indiana, and Ohio State, there's your clear top three. Nebraska's all right. Penn State's playing better, but there isn't a whole lot there. Yet every single one of those teams, they can get a scalp. Mm-hmm. Do you know the one they want? Uh-huh. Yep. And we saw it. And now... Every venue that they go on the road, they have to talk about like when there's a big men's matchup. What happens if the crowd comes onto the court? Yep, precautions need to be in place. You know, we see the places that put the ropes up right away Uh to keep the benches at least clear. If they go that route, more security. Look, you just sold out your building, maybe for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. You could afford a few more security guards. 
make it work. No. They, they, they're just not used to having to take those they, precautions. They, exactly. Yeah. It's not, they're not in place. Anyways, we'll take a time out. Right now, first four callers, if you haven't played for the Chicken Coop giveaway, now's your opportunity. Chicken Coop, 515-284-5966. If you get the most right, you'll get a $50 gift certificate from one of the Chicken Coops. You can go whichever one you choose, Urbandale, West Des Moines, and Ankeny. Uh, the runner-up will get uh, $20 in wings. First four callers will give you four games. You give us four answers. The most right or the runner-up, you're off to the coop. It's Miller and Condon. We'll do that next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 515-284-5966. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Do we have a DraftKings read? We do. All right, so stay there. We'll answer the phones uh, as soon as we tell you about DraftKings on the other side. It's 106.3. Code in Urbandale. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Corey, Taylor, Casey, and Craig are going to play for the Chicken Coop giveaway. Chicken Coop, 12725 Meredith Drive in Urbandale. Uh, 1325 Southwest Oral Labor, just south of the DMAC campus. And, of course, uh, in West Des Moines, 5906 Ashworth in West Des Moines. The, whoever gets the most right of these four questions will get themselves a $50 gift certificate to be used as they wish. The runner-up will get $20 in wings. The tiebreaker for all of you, Tony Perkins, total points this week versus Michigan. That'll be closest without going over. Perkins, total points. Corey's first. Hi, Corey. Hey, let's go on. Good to um, talk to you. I'm kind of nervous because I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but let's go. Let's try this. And neither do we, Corey, so <laughs> you're, you're, you're with friends. Uh, Baltimore is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs outright, 20-17. to 17. All right, so Chiefs for you. San Francisco, seven-and-a-half over Detroit. Detroit, Now, just give me the winner. Who do you want, Detroit or San Francisco? I didn't hear you. You broke up. Sorry, Detroit. You were taking Detroit in the points, all right? Iowa State or Kansas, pick them, Saturday, Hilton. Uh, Go ahead one more time. Iowa State. State, okay. Drake is the nine-and-a-half-point favorite over you and I. You there, Corey? No. Drake. Drake for you. How many points for Tony Perkins? Closest without going over. What was that? Who's Tony Perkins? He's a pillar for the Iowa Hawkeyes. How many points does he score Saturday? Uh, 50. 50 it is, Corey. Thank you very much. Might go, might be over the total. I think he was underwater. (sighs) Deep sea diving. Taylor, how are you? Not too bad. Good. How's your phone? Better? It's better than that, I hope. (laughs) Baltimore's a three and a half point favorite over Kansas City. Going to take Baltimore. Seven and a half is what San Fran gives Detroit. I'll take Detroit in the point. Okay. Uh, Iowa State or Kansas? Pick them. Uh, we'll go with Iowa State. Drake's a big favorite. Nine and a half over the Panthers. We'll take you and I in the point. Tony Perkins, total points, closest without going over. I don't think he'll get to 15. We'll go with 17. 17. There you go. Thank you, Taylor. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Casey's here. Hi, Casey. Hey, what's going on, guys? Baltimore's three and a half over the Chiefs. You know, I want Baltimore, but, man, it's hard to bet. I'm with uh, Mahomes. you. I, I see it yes. the same way, dude. Yeah, we'll take the Chiefs. All right. San Fran, seven and a half over Detroit. 
So we got to go with our boy Purdy. All right. Clones, Jayhawks, pick them. What's the uh, spread on that one? None. Or the uh, the line? Uh, we're not putting one out there. I think it's going to be it's uh, going to be small, but we got it as a pick them. Yeah, I'm a Hawkeye, so let's go Kansas. All right. Drake, uh, nine and a half over you and I? We'll take Drake. Tony Perkins, total points closest without going over. Yeah, he's averaging 14.7 this year, so if he has 50, I'll buy that guy a Drake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the other guy said 17. Let's go with uh, he's going to get 15. 15 it is. Thank you, Casey. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, good to hear from you. And Craig brings it to a close. Hi, Craig. Good morning. Good morning, sir, for another minute and a half. Uh, Baltimore's three and a half over the Chiefs. Ravens. I hope they smoke them. All right. <laughs> uh, San Fran, seven and a half over Detroit. Got to go with Purdy. Iowa State or Kansas? Pick them. Kansas. Drake's a nine and a half point favorite over the Panthers. Uh, points take, over with the Panthers. Taking I are taking you and I. Tony Perkins total points closest without going over. Eleven. Eleven. It is. Craig, thank you. Appreciate it. We appreciate. You bet. Thank yep, you. Yep. Good to talk to you. And we appreciate the Chicken Coop three locations: Urbandale, Ankeny, and West Des Moines. Uh, Heartland College sports Matt Postens joins us to kick off the hour. The Valley's winning is coach Ben Jacobson at twelve thirty. Trends plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsor those. Miller and Condon, you're listening to, and we're grateful you are, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.